All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 53 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Julian Gill, and joining me today is Ken, 69th Blizzard on the board. Welcome back, Ken. Lonnie, St. Louis KISS. And Marcus Almighty, Mark, thank you guys Thanks. for joining me as we celebrate what is officially the first anniversary of the KISS FAQ podcast. When we set out to do these, I had no idea where we were going to go, how we were going to do it, who we were going to do it with, and what we are going to get in the end. But we've made it through a year, which um, I think in any project is a pretty impressive feat, and I'm certainly impressed. And I would love to take all the credit for this podcast, but I can't. It wasn't my idea. I was forced into doing it by <laughs> Daniel, who was on the very first episode, along with Nigel and Alex, um, who came, you know, it was uh, Daniel who came up with the idea and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, when it had already been suggested to me and I'd already turned it down. So um, we're going to have a, a little bit of a look back and look forward today, where we've been, how we've done it, you know, things that uh, we've enjoyed about this first year, because I think we've all grown as podcasters. At least some of us have. I haven't. So I'll have another <laughs> sip of beer. Um, Lonnie, I'm going to jump in with you. You know, uh, what have you oh. what have you enjoyed, and what are your thoughts on our first anniversary? Well, it's really interesting to me because I can distinctly remember um, around the first of the year last year making it. Actually, I swear to God, this is no bullshit. Making it a New Year's resolution of mine that I wanted to create my own Kiss podcast in 2015. That I, I had interviewed and not, maybe not interviewed, but I had auditioned for three sides of the coin and did an episode with those guys. And they went with Mark, and Mark's a great guy. I have no ill will towards Mark or Michael or Tommy. They're great guys. And I was, but at the same time, you know, I was disappointed that I didn't um, get the gig on there, but I really had enjoyed it and thought, well, maybe, you know what, maybe, it's, maybe I just do my own or something you know, and, and just start my own entity because I really enjoyed doing it. And I just didn't want to give up on it. And I saw, I watched the first episode of the Kiss FAQ podcast and Julian had put out that, you know, if anyone else wants to participate, you know, let me know. And, you know, I jumped on and said, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to. And um, I, Julian has been gracious enough to let me host multiple times. And I really enjoyed the experience of, of meeting Kiss fans, not only from the U.S., but I mean, from around the world with, with Daniel and with Alan and, and getting to know different KISS fans and different types of KISS fans that, cause we all talk about timeline a lot. We all have our, we all have our different timeline of being a KISS fan. And, and because of that timeline, we have the eras that are more important to us in other eras. And overall for me, it's just been a great experience getting to know different fans and, and getting to know Julian because I've had, and I'm not trying to, to be a Julian Lemming here or anything, but I've had Julian's books for years. And I was a little intimidated at first, actually, that I was going to do a podcast with Julian. Like, I know a lot about the band, but this guy's written, like, freaking books about the band. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's been a great experience getting to know you, Julian, and, and the rest of the guys. And and um, and getting to uh, BS with Andrew once a week is always a good time for me. So. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and then you found out what a dick I was. And you're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know. You know what? Looking back to how this all started, I, I I gotta give props to three sides for for one thing. One of the things that uh, a few of us talked about that how we wanted to make our podcast different was to get a girl on the panel. <laughs> and you true. know what? Three sides. Lisa, you guys are awesome. And she's an absolute fabulous fill-in when she's been on the show. And you know what? I think any podcast needs to get a little bit more represented by that side of the KISS army, you know, getting away from a little bit of the testosterone. Um, so, ladies, and we're not going to say ladies in waiting or ladies of the night as Jean would, but ladies, and actually you don't even have to be a lady, uh, just girls, females. If you'd like to be on the show, we're always looking for people who represent the KISS Army from whatever demographic or whatever, you know, however you define yourself. We'd love to have more people on there. Mark, let's jump into you because what made you interested to get involved with this insane group? Well, um, uh, before uh, I actually started with you guys, um, a while back, I did a little small podcast of my own where I did a, something about, um, it was basically a podcast about albums that inspired me to write music and to just do uh, things in general musically. And uh, every episode I would focus on a record and I would maybe, uh, you know, just talk about a record and I, I enjoyed doing it. And then a bunch of stuff happened. I broke my leg and I was in the hospital for three months. So I stopped doing it obviously at that point. And then I started watching and listening to you guys while I was in hospital actually for a bit. And then when I got out and I started listening to you guys again, I decided I would take a chance much like Lonnie, how you heard, uh, you know, if there was anybody available to come out and do it and to join in, I took a chance and did it. And much like Lonnie, I have to say it's been really a great experience. I've met a lot of great guys like you guys, it seems ironic a lot of the times that I've been on and doing episodes with you guys, it's always been us four that have been doing them pretty much together a lot. And I've kind of almost gotten used to it to being us four whenever I'm on at least, right? But I mean, I've met a lot of other great guys like Daniel and Alex and those guys, and they've become really uh, people that I can consider friends to now as well, right? Along with you guys. And uh, if if anything, that's been the greatest advantage, I think, in doing this is just the social aspect of it and the friends you get to make from doing these kind of things kind of branch out and make new friends and different people around the world it's been great i mean i really enjoy it and i look forward to doing it more and uh i hope i'll have more chances to do it yeah you've come up with a lot of good topics throughout the year so i do thank you for that and your passion that you brought plus your knowledge of other music has been really cool because you've got a pretty diverse palette of musical taste uh, which certainly brings something to the conversation when we're talking not only about kiss but about things in general so you know very cool i'm i'm looking back through these episodes here at people who were on early on during the podcast and alan of course balish Baelish, Balish, whatever. Um, I always get it wrong. I can never think which way to say it. So, you know, was on episode two with Sean, Hooligan's Holiday. Um, of course, Daniel and Alex on the first one. We haven't had Alex on for a little bit. Uh, you know, circumstances change. Um, but, you know, we've built up a very strong core. And, you know, it, it's, it's really nice that people have been very positive about everyone who's been on the show, except for Andrew. So... <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> there you go, Andrew. Hey, Ken, what about you? What made you interested in getting involved in doing such a crazy thing, such as podcasting? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I think I started listening to podcasts uh, a few years back. Uh, it was the the podcast. I think it was the first one I, I listened to, and then uh, I started finding the other ones and so on. And and I was thinking when I'm listening to this thing, is you know, oh, I have, I know, I have something about this topic or this idea or uh, whatever they're talking about, um, because you know, I, I, I think I had a close one close friend who who uh, uh, haven't you know been around a long time, and and he was really into Kiss too, and he was the only person that you know I could talk Kiss with, and uh, since then there's there's no one to talk. I, I guess I had to talk to myself. <laughs> About kids, but uh, so uh, I saw one day you guys were, uh, uh, you know, enlisting. I guess you could say, <laughs> in the Kiss Fact uh, podcast, um, and uh, I thought, oh, you know, uh, you know, I'll give it a go because I, I think I'd have you know a good time talking about Kiss because I love, you know, I love it and I love to, you know, talk about it and if if there's someone to listen, you know, so. Uh, I'd say, well, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. You know, at first I was kind of apprehensive and, you know, a little bit, yeah, you know, shy about doing it. But, uh, you know, I, I've grown comfortable. I'm I'm glad to have met all you guys uh, and all the other guys on the other uh, podcasts that we've uh, we've done throughout the year. And uh, uh, it's fun bringing, you know, think of a topic um, to come up with. Like, oh, I'd like to talk about this or that, you know, like, uh, you know, like we did the, uh-oh magazines and, and and so on and uh other subjects so uh you know it, it's 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 very cool and it's I finally you know met a whole bunch of uh kiss guys out there kiss fans uh, and they're all you know they're all cool and they all have their own opinions um but uh you know it's it's just a great thing and i i'm, I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to be on this show because it's you know i'm really enjoying it um uh, Thoroughly, even though maybe maybe you think I'm not enjoying it, uh, but I don't show much emotion, too much emotion, and uh, but uh, I really I really do enjoy it and I appreciate it. Now you're seen, and uh, it was one of the comments on one of the recent ones that you're seen as the statesman of our podcast, which <laughs> I, I I thought was really quite nice um, to to <laughs> see, yeah, to be to be uh, yeah. have that said about any one of us um, rather than the usual sort of trolling well, that is often seen. Yeah, you've called me in the past, you've called me the voice of wisdom, I think, or something like that. <laughs> so, something to that something effect. Something like that, uh, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, that's good to know. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the other very good things that have uh, come out of this. Obviously, I've par- participated on podcast uh, quite a few times. I think, Mark, you or have you or was it Alex who has? I, I think there's certainly been a lot more crossover occurring between the podcasts this year. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of a, a broadcaster community that you, you have people like Ken Mills, who, you know, is a legend. Sorry, Ken, but you are, you know, and Gary and the guys from Three Sides, and the guys from Podcast Rock City, and, and other ones that, you know, I, I just can't mention that we, a lot of communication oh, yeah. is traded um, between podcasts, uh, and a lot of inspiration is found through topics that maybe you don't feel that another one, another show has done justice to, or hasn't explored your point of view. So there's always going to be, you know, plenty of room for further discussion, um, you know, so let's talk about some favorite topics here. Um, Mark, 
what yeah. off the top of your head because we haven't done any list of questions for this New Year's episode. You know, Dude, we did so much show prep for today. Yeah, <laughs> the, the show prep was liquid. So, well, there's there's been there's two off the top of my head that I really enjoyed. One was with me on, and one was me that I wasn't on. So, um, the one that I was on that I really enjoyed was doing the Kiss singles, the favorite uh, Kiss singles that we liked. That was I thought that one really well. It was a little bit of a longer episode, but I thought it was really well received. I thought a lot of people also chimed in on that one afterwards. I noticed about what their favorite ones were, and there was a lot of you know feedback on that one, which is always a good sign of a decent, I guess, episode, right? And um, I, I really, I really like that. I mean, it it was one of those things where everybody put in their opinions on what they thought was a good song or what wasn't a good song, I guess. And, uh, you know, it was discussed thoroughly, and I really enjoyed that. The other episode that I want to bring up that I really liked was the uh, the post-reunion solo records one. That was a really early on one I think you guys did. And I really liked that one because, to be honest, at that point, I wasn't too familiar with some of that catalog. So listening to that at that point was kind of helpful to maybe hear opinions on what was worth checking out and what wasn't, right? So, um, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have taken a rocket scientist to figure out not to get that last Peter Chris record. But, I mean, it was good to hear that everybody else kind of thought the same way, right? Um, but, yeah, those were those two off the top of my head were really good ones I liked. I also enjoyed the one we did with uh, your book, your latest book that came out. That was a really good one as well, I thought. When we discussed your book, that, we, that went over really good. And, I, like I said, a hundred times already, I really enjoyed that book and still, still go through it to this day so and it's a it, i don't think that'll, that'll stop for for a long time yet i'm pretty sure but uh yeah and you know and also the other one i'll just mention really quickly too is uh the the asylum episode i guess julian will know also from he's similar to me in the sense that we also we also love <laughs> that's my favorite non-makeup kiss record so that was one that i was really waiting on to do and i really enjoyed doing that one so you know hey you got revenge Lonnie and me and Julian have an asylum right so there you go absolutely Lonnie has revenge we have good taste you know there you go (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump in with some of my favorite episodes and I'm I'm gonna throw out there episode number two which was uh, Momoiro Clover Z because it was just so wild and it was so strange and it was just something that I hate absolutely but to have Alan on the show explaining the Japanese perspective because he lives out there really was very useful on, on getting that kind of information out of a fan from a, who lives in another country about something that was topical at the time so that's one of my <laughs> top episodes I also thoroughly ent- enjoyed having Mark Slaughter on the show um, and, and that really kind of inspired me to go back and dig into the Slaughter catalog, which I had never done. I had had the um, the first album and then Stick It Live, whatever that live EP was, and then I'd given up on that band because I, I just wasn't interested. So I went back and discovered all that music and really enjoyed his solo album. And, you know, some of the stories that we got out of him, he was just really fun. So I know Andrew might argue a little bit with how cool that episode was, but... Um, you know, for me, that was really fun, as was John Reagan. So there's been there's been a lot of high points this year. There's some episodes that, yeah, I'd like to to have a do-over. But you know what? We're learning. And every episode's learning, and we're, we're not doing a script. Um, so, you know, those are mine. Ken, what about you? What are some of the ones that you've enjoyed? 
Well, I, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, all of them. I mean, uh, even the ones I'm not on, I watch them. <laughs> um, I don't try to don't get on there to watch myself. Yeah, only to watch <laughs> the ones with me. No, they're they're all great. Um, the ones that I liked are, uh, you know, the ones that we went over the books. Uh, I think we went over uh, the top maybe five Kiss books. Um, I think your book wasn't out at the time, so. You know that. No, no, you still that, showed up. You still held up some of Julian's books, and you were a big lemming, saying, "Oh, yeah, I was. I, I did. Like <laughs> I did show the series of books. Uh, I did his uh, the kicks the Kiss album focus. You know, See, so there it is. look for it on Amazon. Um, <laughs> the checks in the post, Ken. You know, as much as I've tried to keep my stuff out of the show, uh, you know, I, it, it, it's hard for it not to creep in. Yeah, that's one. Um, uh, the, you know, the, the, what's very interesting, the, the Kiss Collecting uh, ones, too. I know we're going to probably um, have future ones, uh, episodes, and uh, uh, but that's very interesting. Everyone has something different, and someone, everyone del- um, collects different things. Uh, but it's all very interesting uh, to see these items, uh, to hear stories of about how you obtain the items, Um I would call, you know, for instance, like even even Lonnie's tattoo. That's a that's a collection to me. That's part of a collection. So, oh gosh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all of that is cool. Um, so some of the other episodes uh, where we talk about uh, a period of time, maybe it was like through ninety nineteen ninety through ninety five or something like that. Some of the ones we've awesome. done like that, uh, like a five year period. Um, um, were very good too. I thought them very interesting of all the things that uh, we talked about. So, but again, all of them are, you know, all of them have been pretty good for the most part, I think, and very interesting. And I'm sure we're going to find plenty of more subjects uh, with Kiss because there's always something to talk about with them. Yeah. And you know what? Some of the subjects that we have spoken about already are probably going to come back up because mm-hmm. they just do in conversation. All right, that was very nice, Ken, Uh, a good input. And one of the things that does remind me to mention is another new podcast is coming, and it is called Kiss My Wax, a Kiss vinyl podcast, which is going to involve Jason Herndon, Tom Shannon, and everyone's favorite. Little Andrew. Little Andrew. You know, (laughs) but what's really cool about that is their focus is going to be strictly – all things Kiss Vinyl Collecting. So they have taped their first episode already, and it should be imminently hitting. Um, in Well, you should have heard it by now, actually, because today is January the 1st, so hopefully you will have heard it. So let's move on. Lonnie, you know, when we're not oh. talking about your tattoos or your lack of... Well, well, la- well, obviously my favorite episodes are the ones when I hosted... <laughs> which I, I have to say thank you very much throughout the year you've gotten pms for me last minute hey lonnie can you host no and it's been great i drank um, too much beer i have a headache <laughs> <laughs> no and I, I i well i have really enjoyed hosting on that and i've loved you know steering the ship at times so to speak that has been a lot of fun i really enjoy doing that but i also have enjoyed like my favorite episodes are the ones it's like people, people will come to me a lot and they see my kiss collection or they see me talk about kiss and they see the passion within the, about the band. And they, and they tell me I'm not as passionate about anything as you are about kiss. 
So my favorite episodes really are the ones where um, we t- we display our passion for the band. Like we like the uh, the first kisses episode where we talked about the first time seeing the band and how just taken back we were and our first album that we bought and you know how how it just stuck with us and how we wore our cassette tapes out listening to it and things like that um and like the episode we did about our top threes like our we listed like our top three kiss albums or our top three um you know stage props and whatever and you know that was another episode i think where where the passion the passion of the kiss fan within us came out and and those episodes in my opinion i think are are the best because kiss fans to me are what make the band without without the fans there wouldn't there wouldn't be a kiss so um when we talk with about about the passion that really gets me that really gets my my juices going and and those are the ones that i like i like the most so yeah i, I don't think we're ever going to be the interview podcast that's you know we've we've had very few i mean who have we had on we've had the guys i've already mentioned. those are your favorite episodes <laughs> Ross, Ross, of course, for Ross, it, yeah. Magic, um, Jeff Westlake, and we even had one of the moderators on the Kiss FAQ, who a lot of the, right. a lot of a lot of our favorite posters will mm-hmm. absolutely love. Being able to put a face to the name, Rising Force came on, and he set up an interview with uh, Jeff, who has a project that he is still working on, which may well be of interest to people eventually. So, you know, there's been cool stuff, and. I still next year. I'm, well, actually, who else we had on? James Campion, author of "Shout It yeah, Out Loud." Yeah, yeah. So, was, so did I, I? I didn't include anyone else on that one. So, yeah. No, yeah. That, was a, that, was that was one was of your a, famous ninja episodes. Ninja episode. <laughs> went I went rogue. So hopefully next year we can get a few more interviews. Um, one of the people who is on, well, there's two who I would love to have on, and they are both Frelly's Comet related, Richie Scarlet. So, Richie, if someone happens to tell you, I would love to get you on this show to talk about friend of mine your early time. So um, I'm... I do have uh, his wife as a friend on Facebook, but uh, a friend of mine is good friends with Richie, actually. Yeah, so Rich, Richie is very cool. Uh, love, love his style and his music. Um, love his guitar playing. So you know, I'm not stroking you, Richie, but you know, I do quite dig your music. And I want to get Todd Howarth while we're talking about Frelly's Comet. Todd um, obviously came in at an interesting time. So those are two guys who. Um, you know, are on my radar. I know Tommy's going to say no if I ask him to come on well, the show. Why stop with him? You know, let's get Ace. Oh a- yeah, Ace is always <laughs> Ace is always busy. You know, you know. I have asked a few members of the band to be on, yeah. but so far, no go. We'll have to see if we can get any of them. So let's move into next year, Lonnie. What well, do you, before we talk about next year, Kiss related? Let's talk about next year. Kiss FAQ podcast related. What are your what are some of your aspirations? Because I know I, I my, one of my goals is to have you host solo and me not have to press record all the time. So where do you want well, to see the show go next year? I I'd love I know I don't I don't want to step on your toes or anything, but I'd love to see that happen. You and I talked about that a while back about about me um, being able to host and and record on our own that you wouldn't have to be present. Um, well, we, we already know that you're able to host. You're more than able. Um, well, you know, you. You, with uh, not only filling in, it's just uh, yeah, the, I mean, the technology I mean, I'd like side. Able, I, 
I'd like to be able to to grow that aspect of the show that you know maybe I could you know we I get we could set up the recording time with me and I could record the show and send it to you and for for um uh, for uh, approval of course before we could post it but uh um I'd like I'd like to see that aspect you know grow and that's something I was going to actually talk to you about later on so um I'd like to see that from the FAQ podcast I'd like to see us get more more guests and and to make the show grow and we've talked about we have talked about um, FAQ podcast T-shirts and merchandise, maybe as a way to promote the show. Um, I go to Indianapolis Expo every year, and you know, I'd like I'd like to be able to wear, probably wear a, a Kiss FAQ podcast shirt to that when I go to that yeah. in May, and maybe see if I can put little Andrew in one too while I'm there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll wear anything if it's free. <laughs> just like any position where I think it's free. <laughs> so, um, that's, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see the show grow. I, I mean, I, I think the show is growing. I think there, there's more of an interest in the show all the time. And I'd like to see the show grow. I'd like to be able to host more and record more and, and, and get more guests too. Um, I'd like, I'd like to see, see us get some, some popular guest songs. I like, I like the authors that we've had on. Don't get me wrong. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. And I'd like, to continue that and see if we can get some, you know, some more famous guests so we can, so we can grow the radius of the show and, and make it flourish. Yep. And I think that's definitely a goal. There's a lot of people out there. I'm, I'm not too interested on people who've been, who do the rounds, you know, go seem to go for one podcast to the next, to the next. Uh, obviously there has to be uh, a, a place where we converge on interest that they're promoting something and we have a reason to want to talk to them so you know guests do make things interesting uh going back to your point about you hosting the show my whole aim for this kiss faq podcast is that it doesn't have to involve me because the board is more than about me because if you look at what i participate in on the message board, I'm not exactly very active in the discussions, arguments, debates, or whatever. So I, I think it's critically important that we we continue to, you know, get people involved because I, I thoroughly believe that this podcast really is by the board for the board. Um, I mean, that's not some empty catchphrase. Okay, it is an empty catchphrase, but, you know, it, it, it's something that I, I think is important. Mark, what what would you like to see next year for the podcast? Well, um, I think Lonnie touched on a lot of the things that are that are important for the podcast. If the plan is to grow it, I mean, as we all know, um, you know, getting more people to view it and how to get people to more people to view it are sort of an important thing to think about. Whether it is making you know shirts or getting some kind of promo stuff out floating around, or whether it's getting guests that people are interested in to come out. Um, those are all things that I think are vitally important. Um, another thing that I think that's important too is while I think that it's a good idea and a great idea to bring other people on there onto the show as well, I think it is also good though that we had repeat people on here because the only way somebody can actually improve and make the show improve is having people that are more you know, improving on the show and are more comfortable with it. I mean, sometimes, you know, even from my own experience, the one of the, I'm sure one of the very first times I ever did a podcast, it was a little bit of a deer in the headlights. Yeah, without without a doubt, it's an acquired skill. Moment for the first couple of minutes because you're, yeah. 
so I mean it's it's something that I think that is important to have the people that are on 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 here to continue to be on here to improve that as well but definitely bringing other people as well would be vital to the longevity of it right um and like like I said I mean the guests I think are good to bring in I mean it's a great thing and I think that will come with as the status of the show goes up right I mean, you know, getting people to maybe start adding a bit of iTunes reviews and stuff like that will also help in putting the status of the show up higher and we'll get it more advertised in that way as well. So, you know, if that's all, you know, you know how it is. A guest wants to get on here and get onto a show that'll get him the most amount of audience. That's just the way it is when someone's trying to promote something. So we have to turn the show into something that people look at and say, yeah, I'll reach a large demographic on this show. So I think it's possible. I think we all have great people on here and, you know, Julian's quite knowledgeable. So is Ken. And so is Lonnie and lots of other people here have great knowledge. So it can be something that'll be very, you know, well looked at and could grow. I think so 2016, I think that should be the goal. Yeah. More important than knowledge is passion, I think. And and that's just one key thing that I, I think anyone who wants to either be on a podcast or, you know, do their own for that matter. It doesn't matter what you know, it's what you think and how strongly you feel about any of the topics that you may want to approach because um, there there may be knowledge and unfortunately you see me surfing a lot when we're on. I'm like <laughs> trying to fact check myself live because I, like, I often feel like I'm not allowed to screw up and uh, misstate something. But you know what? I've done it plenty of times throughout the year and I'm getting more comfortable with making mistakes. So, Ken. <laughs> Ken, what do you want to see next year? Um, I want to see Lonnie host. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Decided <laughs> Julian from out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. All right, uh, all right. Yeah, on that no, on that first episode when Lonnie's solo and pressing record <laughs> and and doing everything, who should else who else should be on that show? I think Andrew should definitely be Andrew one of those people. Be on the show. <laughs> and who and who should be the other? Who's going to make it a fun experience for Lonnie to savor? Yeah, I, no, 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 no response. I don't know. <laughs> Daniel, I'll, I'll join. I'll be a guinea pig. But uh, yeah, so anyway, yeah, Lonnie. I mean, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, you know, passing around a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to host. I, I'd maybe host. Maybe I could say resolution would be to uh, you know host one episode <laughs> throughout the year, just one episode. But. Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to see, hopefully, you know, KISS, you know, do some cool things in 2016 that will give us some more interesting topics to talk about. I know, we, you know, we can easily go back and talk about the history and the, the music and, and so on, but I'm hoping that they create new history um, things for us. You know, I'm hoping a new album, you know, yeah. by chance, I'm hoping <laughs> that they're secretly, you know, put one together you know for us um and hopefully that the movie that documentary finally sees <laughs> sees you know it comes out uh in some fashion whether it's not in the theater or whether maybe it's on a video somehow um it'd be great to see that finally and uh you know um i'm just trying to think of some other things you know I, like we like Lonnie was saying you know more people to interview um you know you don't yeah, like Mark saying we don't need a lot of interviews, but if if the chance comes up to talk about something 
someone who was has dealt with Kiss in the past or worked with Kiss or worked on an album. Uh, and it's it's could be very interesting, like all those interviews that you had in your your book, Julian. I mean, there's a lot of interesting, you know, minutia, right, uh, in the in that solo album book. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that have worked with Kiss in the past that probably have some have some interesting stories we've never heard. Um, so if that comes up, yeah, I, I wouldn't pass the opportunity to you know get those guys on and ask them some questions of what was going on at the time. Um, otherwise, you know, just keep doing what we're doing. I think we're, we're heading in the right direction and down the track and, and that, uh, there'll be plenty of things that we haven't thought of, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, and we may go over some things again, like you said, Julian, but, uh, uh, you know, there's always something new that comes out or you remember in your mind, uh, about experiencing some of these things in the past, especially for me. It's, it's been a long time, you know, uh, you know, uh, being into kiss you know so that's some things could escape my mind sometimes they pop back in there <laughs> yeah you, well you know what just sorry to cut you off really quickly but uh just because uh ken mentioned about uh, hoping for a new kiss record i'm not sure of how many other podcasts you listen to but on the uh chris jericho show he had doc mcgee on from the cruise and he went on record saying that there will be a new kiss record so there you go it's there Greatest will be hits. apparently a new kiss yes, album. but but a, a new a new kiss record as a phrase runs a whole gamut of you know yeah. from here is us re-recording rock and roll all night with a Swahili drum band you know to <laughs> to I think people were asking about actually a studio full blown actual album. I don't see any reason why they don't, and we're going to move into some of our hopes and desires for Kiss in 2016 in a minute. Um, you know, I, I do want to kind of touch on one thing, that, you know, the way I want this podcast to be, and my vision for Daniel's vision, because again, it wasn't <laughs> my idea, um, is I, I think that anyone who comes on this show, anyone who participates on a regular basis, there's no reason why anyone cannot host it. Um, you know, I, I think the critical part is being able to handle the technology side. So any any one person, I mean, even in the episodes where I'm I'm pressing record, you know, I, I don't have to host. You know, it's it's important that everyone gets out of doing this what you know they need to on a personal level as well as just having fun. So you know, we're, we'll see where it goes next year. You know, step one is Lonnie takes over. It happen. is funny though. It is funny. There was there was one episode that kind of ended up being that way. Where for a second, I think we had a technical problem, and it was just me and you, Julian. And I actually ended up started asking you questions. I think it was that Ace episode there. So I had a little small taste of what it's like to kind of host for like a few minutes there. But it was interesting. But it'd be something I might like to do maybe once here and there, maybe down the road too. So yeah, and, and you know what? Everyone's backgrounds are different. I I happen to do quite a bit of public speaking to large corporate groups um about technology and whatnot so you know i i come in with a inherent ability to bore people to death so <laughs> <laughs> you know let's let's talk about backup methodologies and strategies so you know it's not that far disconnected from kiss which also puts some people to sleep so you know it, it's fun I, i've had a blast hosting it i am 
an absolutely unwilling host. Let, let me put it that way. I had stayed away from this concept when Tim suggested it years ago. He said, hey, look at these guys. They're doing a podcast. You know, what about Kiss FAQ doing a podcast? I'm like, no, screw you. I'm not fucking doing no <laughs> stinking podcast. Let them do it. I look like a bunch of jackasses. Um, and here, And a few years later, here I am. Tim, you were right. It was a good idea, and I'm sorry I didn't take you up on it then, but thank goodness Daniel did. So, all right, let's look at 20, 2016. You know, Happy New Year, everyone. I'm sure everyone has their own thoughts on what they hope KISS will do this next year um, or this year. It's kind of hard. This is like <laughs> changing it 15 to 16. Yeah, this is like a Star Trek episode since we're taping this a little bit before New Year's um, running into a temporal rift. Um, 2016, what do I want to see from Kiss? I don't want to see any more compilations this year. Um, we're coming out of a phase of the band where things have been a little bit weird. They, they've done 44 dates in 2015. They've Got, uh, at this point, only got a few dates set up for 2016. Um, we know the Europe leg is going to grow because they're not just going to go out for three dates in Germany and one in Italy. Just does not work that way economically. So you're going to see. A, I'm pretty sure you're going to see a full blown tour of Europe. Whether or not they go to England, I don't know. But there's going to be more shows in Germany. I wouldn't be surprised if they do some of the Eastern European markets again, wherever there's festivals. So Grass Pop, um, some of the Spanish ones. I can't think of their, their names off the top of my head, and I'm not about to surf to figure it out. So in between all of that, what do we want to see? Do we? I, I, I don't think anyone's going to say, no, I don't want a new studio album, regardless of any of the challenges that go along, particularly with Paul's voice. Um, we know they can do things in the studio to help him. And I'm sure he's still learning how to work with his tool as it's become. You know, he's he's very much appears to be a person who's in touch with his body and knows and is learning how to deal with the effects of aging. Lonnie, you're just like starting to smirk there. So. <laughs> trying to keep keep comments in. Um, <laughs> trying to keep it keep it nice. PG in touch with his body. Well. <laughs> My body. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> someone had to go there all right so i i wouldn't turn down a ep you know or mm. whatever i would like some new music from them i would like it to not involve um little girls from other countries um i, w I would really like it to not involve covering other bands as venus mm -hmm. and mars obviously that came out at the end of 2014 i'd like some original music gene this is for you, Gene. You. Don't recycle that shit. Write something new. Sit down. Start writing now. So that's what I like. New music. And we'll talk about product in a few minutes. Ken, what about you? Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, yeah, new album uh, is, is a given. You just you said no compilation, but I, I said, well, maybe a compilation of tour books. Well, yeah. Into one book. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah. I agree yeah. with you there. And right. why have they not done that? Bob Gruen's starving. I'm, I'm sure he he needs some money from all the right. great photos that have appeared in Torah books. Yeah, a, a coffee table, a Kiss monster book that is affordable, that has right. all a of smaller the size, all of the yeah. Torah books reproduced. I would Ex absolutely go for. Exactly, um, I wouldn't mind them doing a a proper 
uh, was it uh, remix or or something uh, of some of their you know albums or, or you know the special editions like you know they did the Love Gun thing but that was eh. shit but yeah a better one like where Mark has talked about you know um, King Crimson and 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 so on have done these kind of things uh, um, yeah let's come on. Let's let's get that done. Whether it's the the Universal doing it or Kiss or both, um, let's get something cool out next year. You know, um, so yeah, there's a lot of other things I, you know I'd like to see them do, um, but uh, those are kind of the key things there. Um, and of course, we talked. We keep talking about the, the video stuff. So Kissology is obviously not a name that he can use, but they can use do something else. Um, and put a bunch of videos together, uh, on another, you know, concert, concerts, unseen concerts, or whatever. Um, but let's let's do something. Mark, how about you? While I just yeah. Google something quickly. Well, I I got to agree that uh, with Ken. I mean, obviously the new record is a given. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, and how Ken mentioned, I've been a long proponent here of making this sort of a deluxe box set that. KISS fans can be proud of and not hang their heads in shame with here. I mean, come on. They have enough material. I know people have heard me rant about this a few times already, but there is material. They have it. We know they have it. You can put it together. There's lots of people out there, young people that are KISS fans that are great with technology who could clean up video and do stuff to make it look really awesome. I mean, that's what King Crimson did. They got a young, hot guy who was good with technology like Stephen Wilson and remixed their material and got a bunch of video old footage together and they made a great package. Yes, it's going to cost you maybe 180 bucks to get it, but guess what? You're going to get more than your money's worth with those kind of things. I've, I bought three different records like that from that band and never once have I regretted it. I'm sure Kiss being the kind of band that they are that say that they give everything bigger and better than everybody else, they could do the same thing. Prove it to us, you know? And I think that's important. I think they should do it. Also, another thing that they need to do is they need to put their stuff finally into Blu-ray format. They've done nothing with Blu-ray, and they need to do it now. I mean, come on, man. Like, they, There's lots of things they can put into, into, a, into a Blu-ray format. I mean, as long as it's on film, you can convert it to Blu-ray. That's just how it works, right? So, I mean, that's something that's long overdue from them. Um, and... You know, for me, as a Canadian, I'd like to see them come back to Canada on a tour because, I mean, we've kind of been waiting for them a little bit longer here in some places. So um, I'd like to see that in 2016 this year. So um, those are really my main things that I want to see. I mean, I I think they can do it still. I mean, hearing other interviews from other people uh, within the KISS you know, business world is saying that they still have the the drive and the push and want to still do it and can do it, then, you know, prove us, prove it to us that you can do it. Let's put out another record. Let's put out some back catalog stuff that we are dying for and let's do it. And I think Ken's idea too with the compilation tour books is a great idea. They should definitely do that as well. Yeah, you, you just raised a very interesting point and that is, you know, the V the tapes to blu-ray and yeah technically the stuff like uh 8 mil and 16 mil will go on to blu-ray absolutely fantastically um it's the other shit 
which is really difficult to get to scale up to that sort of resolution that it basically looks like a polished turd or you know <laughs> when you do get it onto blu-ray so you know a lot of the titles like kiss my ass can never go onto blu-ray unless they went back to you know all that video and actually found some decent sources i think so that's probably one thing that keeps them from from doing it i would love to see some blu-rays and here's something else i'm on the uh the U.S. Uh, Patent and Trademark Office right, website right now. Kissology trademark is registered to Kiss Catalog Limited. So there's no fucking reason why they couldn't call the next one Kissology. They own the trademark. So is there some other business arrangement? There could well be some contract written. But when you go to the black and white, they own the trademark to Kissology. So who knows? Oh, good. Um, who knows? Again, you know, you hear people say on other podcasts, check the facts. Yeah, well, there's the facts right there. So <laughs> There you go. Lonnie. Well, along those lines of what you're saying about kiss allergy, I remember back in like summer of 2011, I saw what was supposed to be the track listing for kiss allergy for. And here we are, 2016, and there is no kiss allergy for so. And whether you want to call it Kiss Allergy 4 or not, or whether you want to call it anything, you're you're the most visual band ever. And you haven't released a video product since 2008. Seven? Eight? Eight. Seven. Yeah, 2008, I think. That's absurd. But the amount of touring that the band has done since 2009, that they released no video product whatsoever is mind blowing me. I mean, even in the even in the late eighties and nineties they had the, the the extreme close up. You had the Kiss Confidential. You had Kiss My Ass. You had Exposed. I mean they were releasing them pretty steadily at that time frame. And oh oh gosh, yeah, that that guy too. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I just bought another copy and look who the fucking C D is. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> but, but I mean, they they were they were good at that, and, the, and then in that same era too, the Second Coming came out right around the time that that, that Psycho Circus deal came out. Also, they were really good about it for a long time, and and it's not like the Kissologies didn't sell; they sold extremely well. Yeah. So I don't understand it. Yeah, uh, ju- just look and, at just look at that platinum award that sat behind Kurt when he did right? the three sides episode. Look at that. And look at how many fucking copies. And I'm I'm swearing a lot. Today, look at so, that, and then me. tell me why they haven't released a video <laughs> since then. And it's crazy. It really is. You know, and, even, and even once once he chooses. If you don't want to call it kissology, yeah. fine. Call it something else. You can put out a product without calling it kissology. If if there's some kind of pro- if there's some kind of contract, and that's the hangup. You don't have to call it that. And they know they don't have to call it that. I mean, I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking ground here with with saying that. So I mean, that's what I want more than anything is some kind of compilation video release um, going back to the '70s, all the way up or anything up through through current day. I mean, they. Re- I mean, think about that that Cobo Hall show that they recorded. Like, oh yeah, we're going to record the Cobo Hall show and we're going to put it out. That was. This is 2016. That was seven years ago that you recorded that enough nothing absolutely nothing it does so not ta- it, it does not take that long to fix the vocals 
<laughs> really, there is there is absolutely no excuse. And yeah, they're going to want to fix stuff on anything that they put out. Sure. We know that. You know, vocals, guitars, bass, drums. They want to fix stuff. So it's not all down to Paul, though he was sounding a heck of a lot better back then. You know, yeah, people were complaining back then. Yeah, in, in terms mm -hmm. of where his voice has gone. So that Kobo show is just legendary in terms of what it represented, and it's not been out. It's like Gene. These are dollars. They are passing you by. You know, everyone says that Gene is money hungry. Well, if that is really the case, why have we not seen anything? It does not take that much effort to put out some of these videos, um, whether they were the bonus discs that they used on Kissology, they could have put out on their own one at a time with a commentary track, something like that. I would yeah. have eaten that shit up. And, and when you think about it, at the end of the day, the, the window is closing on that type of product that in five years from now, are we really going to be still buying Blu-ray discs? We might not be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have some kind of inside information or anything, but will, will, will those be, even be, be available to purchase brand new on a release date or, or will everything just be downloaded in five years or so? No, they'll still be available according to what he said. Well, well okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, that, that's my number one wish, obviously, is, is for some kind of KISS long-form video. We've been missing it for a long time, and it's extremely overdue. And my second and my other wish, um, talking about 2016, is if KISS does, I mean, there are some dates trickling out there, and there's the casino in January, and there's the acoustic show in February, and a couple of, a couple of shows in Europe already. Um, but if KISS does go out on tour and do a full-fledged tour, which more than likely they will do in Europe, you know, can we do, I mean, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, I, I'm, I want too much, but can we get a different, can we get a different stage than the Vegas stage and the Spider stage? Can we go out with something different? And, and this isn't going to happen, but can we play a different set of 16 songs? When you go out, have a reason for the fans to come see it, and you're not going to play the same 16, 17 songs. Yes, you um, can. You can. Yeah, they can, and 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 they've proved that. They proved that on that electric show, on the Sailaway show, on the cruise. And no, they're not going to go out there and, and start off a show in Chicago on a regular night on a tour in the middle of summer and start off the show with Flaming Youth. No, I know they're not going to do that. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I understand that, and I understand the reasons why. But the average kids fan knows Flaming Youth just as much as they know Firehouse. They do. I swear to God. You know, I don't. You know, I, I don't understand the, the rationale why we have to play the same. Why we have to play Look It Up every night? Why, why we have to play I Love It Loud every night? Go out and and change things up like you did in two thousand four, and play and dust off some songs that you haven't played to your average KISS fan in a long time. I, I, I beg you to do that. And, and that'd give fans like me and fans like you guys and other fans on the board reasons to go see them, not only in the city that we live in, but maybe I'll travel to go to a city or two to see some other shows because they're mixing it up every night and playing some different tunes like they were in 2004. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that leads on to a very, and I'm going to interrupt you, Ken, just because I'm looking at the page right now. 16 songs. I, I want to read you a set list here of 16 songs. Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Hotter Than Hell, 
called Jin. Shout it out loud. Strutter. Nothing to lose. Do you love me? Watching you. God of Thunder. Flaming Youth. Deuce. Firehouse. Black Diamond. And Rock and Roll All Night. Sixteen songs. Kiss. And that's July the 10th, 1976. Destroyer Tour. Next year there is 2000. Next year is 2016, the 40th anniversary of Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that this band is capable of doing a 16-song set. You can leave "Lick It Up" at fucking home, okay? You can leave "I Was Made for Loving You" up your freaking wazoo. You can just you can you don't have to do those songs or hide your heart or love gun, really. You do not have to do those songs. You can go out and celebrate the 40th anniversary. Or, shit, you can do them as an encore on top of those 16. Um, you know, that's a pretty damn good set list to me at this point. Because then I get Flaming Youth. Then I get Let Me Go yeah, Rock and Roll. watching you. Yeah, I get Deuce, you know, so I'm a happy guy. The king <laughs> of the nighttime world. That, to me, if they don't want to put out any new music, if they don't want to tour with any new ideas... Rebuild the Destroyer stage, which was their first real attempt at doing a, you know, conceptual theme on tour rather than just more amps, more fire, more, uh, you know, flash pots. It was their first attempt. Do it in a way that people actually get to see that stage this time because the Destroyer set is just one that was incredible in Blueprint, but one that we just don't have enough pictures of from different angles. You know there's a tower. You know there's the electricity machine. You know all the shit that Jules Fisher and company came up with for the band that no one really got to experience in 1976. Let us experience it as part of the 40th anniversary of that album. So, Ken, please continue, and I apologize. Well, that's okay. I was going to say something similar. Um, I was going to say that Destroyer, 40th anniversary, and Rock and Roll Over, um, you know, somehow mix, you can mix them together. Um, you don't necessarily have to just do one one album with uh, one stage. Uh, I mean, you could use either stage, I guess. But uh, I would I would mix maybe some of the best songs from both, both albums and, and do a full-blown show, you know, uh, the seven call it I don't even know what you'd call the tour seventy six you know whatever or revisit revisited or or <laughs> you know you know just call it the kings of the nighttime world tour or something like that right so I would mix those two together and then at the end sure you can put rock and roll all night on the end of the the darn uh, okay. show or maybe black diamond or whatever. Uh, but I think you should t- pick a majority of songs from both of those albums and, you know, celebrate those, both of those albums, repackage those on CD with extra, extra stuff. I know, uh, destroyer. We had the, uh, resurrection, but you could still do something else with it. Cause it was just one disc. Come on, let's face it. Nothing much was done except, uh, you know, remixing a little bit, um, what, he, you know, Bob Ezra could do with it, but definitely rock and roll over. I mean, man, do something good with that. That's regarded as the best album by a lot of Kiss fans, not everybody, but a lot of Kiss fans. And, you know, let's do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, me uh, that is my favorite. And, you know, it, 
in, in terms of the rawness, I'm just looking at one of the earliest set lists from the Rock and Roll Over Tour, and I mean, Take Me, Ladies Room, I Want You, Hard Luck Woman, you know, shit, Making Love, which was an encore in Memphis that year. You know, and, and here's another thing. You want to call the tour something? Well, the Spirit of 76. What was the original Destroyer call? Yeah. And how does that work now? The Spirit of 76 tour, because you're invoking the memory of that time. You know, merge all the stuff that you did off Destroyer, all the stuff you did off Rock and Roll Over, with stuff like Strutter, Black Diamond, Rock and Roll All Night. And you've got, a. to me, if, if I'm going to be forced to celebrate only the classics... Well, off those first albums is where the classics are. Lonnie, thoughts? Yeah, make them those classics. If you're going to celebrate the classics, make it, make them those classics from '76. That'd be. I mean, I, I think all of us would 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 rush to spend our money to 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 see a tour like that. To see those, some of those songs be played. To see Flaming Youth be played. To see Take Me be played. Um, and to recreate that stage because a lot of a lot of fans didn't get to see even even if you were a fan you were live back in in seventy six you didn't a lot of fans didn't get to see that tour that there weren't a whole whole lot of dates on the on the actual Destroyer tour they didn't even go to Detroit on the Destroyer tour it wasn't you know until Rock and Roll Over that, yep. that Detroit got to see him again so I think and and it's such a historic and see, and I know there's a lot of discussion back and forth what people think about Destroyer. But it's such an historic moment in the band's time, um, and and they are monumental songs. And think well, and think about it, what that album meant to them. Even on even in '96 when he's, when we saw him on the reunion tour, they played six songs off of Destroyer on that on that tour. Six of the nine they played off of Destroyer. Granted, I'd love to hear the other three. I'd love to hear Flaming Youth, Great Expectations, and Sweet, Sweet Pain. Pain. Hell yeah, oh, word, but. It'd be it'd be incredible to hear those nine and and that's very and it's very doable. It's those nine songs and they're short songs too. I mean that I mean they had to add time to, to, to destroy a record just so it would meet expectations from the record company. So I mean and they're they're quick songs. They they legitimately could do and do rock and roll and maybe not and and maybe not, it's not possible to do all of Destroyer and all of Rock and Roll Over. Um. But it's but it's pop. It, maybe it's not possible, but it, it'd be cool. And if you wanted to do, maybe like Julian suggested, the best of Destroyer, the best of Rock and Roll Over, and then you come out and play Love Gun and Rock and Roll Night, you call it a day. Yeah, I don't think there's any need for them to do Baby Drive. Yeah, you know what though? You know what though? There's one thing that people seem to be forgetting though about this though is that back in '76 compared to now, the technology for staging has so drastically improved that they could easily take that destroyer set and really soup it up to 2016 quality and make it the stage that they always envisioned but never ended up doing because of just the way technology was back then they couldn't make it that way and now is their chance and and you know something and you know something they could do too i saw motley crew on in like 2009 and they did dr feelgood from start to finish and then they took like a five minute break and they played like on a Dr. Feelgood type stage and they kind of took a took a break for like five, ten minutes and came back out and the stage looked totally different. And then they played like Wild Side and Girls, Girls, Girls and and Shout at the Devil and things like that. They could go out there and they could play Destroyer 
on a destroyer looking stage those nine songs take a 10 minute break come back out with what what could look like a rock and roll over type stage and play songs off of that now how badass would that be and how quick would you guys go out to go see that in a minute exactly Absolutely. It, it, in a minute, take my it money. would be. Take my I, money. Here it is. I wasn't there in 76, and if I were to be able to see and hear, you know, a lot of that material. And, you know, if you think about it, Harlock Woman, great opportunity. Let Eric sing it because you get the gravelly sort of voice instead of Paul doing it, and it gives him a little bit more of a rest. You know, there, there's so many opportunities on both of these. You know, I, I don't want them doing Beth, but, you know, they probably would if they're celebrating it. I'll just have to suck it up and deal with it. Go get a beer. <laughs> yeah, go get a beer. Pee break. Um, you know, but it, 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 it's just so appealing when you start thinking about what they could do that everything they tried to do with the reunion tour was to make 1977-78 Super Kiss era, you know, as bombastic and to exceed everyone's memories of the Halicon days of, you know, the Kiss in their prime. They tried to replicate with the reunion tour. Well, now bring that back a step because you've already seen what they can do on the to- um, on the cruise with the, the Kiss 75 staging. Do the same with Destroyer. That that would be fun. Um, a couple of encores would be excellent. But if you take those basic sets that they were doing at the time, that is, again, as you said, Lonnie, the core of the KISS catalog. And you're still you're still going to get the hits. I feel like they have to play the hits. Well, you would be playing the hits. You're, you're, pl- you're playing the stuff everyone recognizes. But you'd be playing them in a setting... That would be incredible, and that that the that the casual fan would would like because they get to hear Detroit Rock City, they get to hear Beth, and the hardcore fans loving it because oh look, there's there's a castle over there, and Gene's gonna draw blood from the castle instead of from the middle of the stage. I love that. Yeah, you know, no, I, no more flying, no more Gene going up to the freaking truss, no it's, more. It's, it's Paul practice. going to the mini stage. You want me to come out so past... and see? No, we don't. We it's want you to sing course. another song. It's <laughs> you know, it's past its sell-by date. You know, it was really fun and exciting for the first fifteen years, but <laughs> you know, you know, it's it, it, it's time to put the sizzle back in the show, guys. I mean, I'm trying to think of some Paul Stanley phrases here because you know the, flying... the cool thing is. I can come out there and see them. <laughs> no, stay there and sing another song, Star Child. All right, so merchandise. What do you want to see? Hello Kitty? Oh, no. God. Or, you know, if we're talking about 1976, there's something that I want. I want the originals reissued and the originals too as proper collector packs. Um if we're celebrating 1976. Updated Chronicles, remember that? How bad. Are what you are... saying on vinyl or CD? On vinyl and CD, both. both yeah, you know, just yeah. like they did with the singles box set to reissue yeah. them, but also to bump them up a notch. You know, so you're using the new 2014 masters, um, hopefully that they have kept usable for cutting platters. But who knows? But also to expand the booklets a bit. You know, so they are different. So we get a non-Japanese kind of version of originals too, just because it's that core catalog again, that's got the 76 albums in it. Um, I, I think that it's about time. If we're going to do vinyl, do it properly. I want to see the very best of kiss issued as a double LP set. I want to see a lot of things, but those would be my core things for merchandise 
outside of a new album? What sort of things do you guys like? Mark? Well, I mean, again, I, I, I really, I really into the whole Blu-ray thing. I'm into Blu-ray audio as well. Like the whole, you know, 96, you know, 24 bit audio. They could, you know, I know they have a site out there where you can get some of this stuff, but I want an actual physical copy of this stuff. I really like collecting those things. I think that they can do it. Why not? Again, for somebody like Gene who claims he loves money as much as he does, it's another opportunity missed by him. Um, you know, as far as the whole toys things go, I mean, I've never been too big on the whole collecting of it, but, you know, hey, you know, if they're going to make another line of dolls or something, so be it. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I, would not, I wouldn't rush out to get it, mind you. But um, one thing that I thought it was kind of neat, I don't think they'll ever do it again, but I, I was always kind of a minor fan of this is they had a they had a couple of kids video games for pc computer back in the day i think there was like a psycho circus kind of one back in the day and yeah. i thought that was kind of that was kind of neat i mean maybe they could you know kind of hop on i never understood why when when the whole rockstar fad was big when they had the beatles thing why didn't do a kiss version of that i'll never understand they could have did it you know with the axe base model and the paul stanley v and you know mock-up little peter chris drum kit and they could have, they have so many songs they could have used for that. They could have made a little, you know, story along with it where you went through from the club days to the, you know, to the end kind of thing. And, you know, why they didn't do that, I don't know. But, you know, that thing, I think that ship has sailed for that kind of stuff. But, but, you know, video games and, you know, that kind of tech stuff, maybe, you know, maybe Kiss could look into something like that for the foreseeable future. Maybe something like that might, might be neat. But, you know, I'm, I'm mainly, uh, a vinyl collector, so I'm more along the lines with Julian with uh, what I'd like to see. You know, a lot, you know, the originals and originals too. You know, a, a mocked up version of that would be great. Like a updated thing with that would be awesome. I have all the 2014 ones on vinyl when they came out. I grabbed all of them. I had to, and so I got that. But you know, you can always have more when it comes to vinyl. They're like potato chips. You can't have just one, right? So. Why? Why not? Why not just you know, go ahead and you know give those things out. I mean, a two hundred like they did. I'm 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 surprised that maybe they wouldn't. Uh, why they didn't do some of those other ones? Well, probably because of the Kisteria box that they didn't do the Killers and those other ones. But you know, would it be too much to ask to put something like that out for us now? But you know, we'll. I guess we'll. Only time will tell. But you know, I'm a vinyl guy. That's what I'd like to get. So that's my big watch and wait for for 2016 ken how about you well i have to agree the the vinyl is is, is cool um of course they did it um there's some still some things like you said julian with uh, the originals and some other things they can do i guess with some of the other vinyl um uh the video thing um uh yeah i still Let's get something out, please. <laughs> Just get something. Out. Um, the other thing with, with uh, Mark was talking about the video game. I think Gene mentioned there is some video game in the works, but he's he's mentioned these kind of things before. Um, there is a supposedly some cool video. Now, who knows what the heck it's going to be? You know, kissing army gear or something. You know, shooting up. You know, other rock stars or something. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I remember a game. This goes back a long. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a game, a computer game, uh, that was an Aerosmith music uh, game, and it came with this this pick, 
It was a pick that was connected, wire connected to, and you plugged it into the computer. And you had to play, like, audition with uh, Aerosmith, and he had to do it right. And I can't remember what I was, you know, rubbing the thing. I rubbing, the, rubbing, rubbing the, the thing? thing? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> You've been suspended. The wire. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I've never, I've never heard of that. We were, we were complaining you were the prime minister earlier in the show, and now you've ended it with I just, the thing. I just, I just do that all the way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there was a pick. I can't remember how it worked exactly, but it was cool. You know, they could do something. Kiss could do something with that. Um, try to be groundbreaking, I guess. Yeah. Or, if or, you're going to do some kind of good I- Here, steal good ideas. Grand theft makeup. You've got Grand you've got make it interesting. You, you've got Ace and Peter on a quest to re- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> to take the makeup back. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So And they get to mug people and all sorts. <laughs> okay. Does. Yep. Yeah, so so that's one. And then we talked about books. Maybe there's Kiss needs to do another book, like we talked about with the uh the um the tour books, put that stuff together. And I'm sure they could do something else, you know. Um, you know, new music is still again the the, the any kind of you know new music, uh, hopefully their own music that they put out. And uh, um, I mean, do it like, do it right, and then reissue some of the old stuff. Like I said, with like, well, I've always you know. Mark has talked about, of course, again, King Crimson. Um, but I, I like the Paul McCartney archive stuff, too, yeah. and which yeah. I have a couple of his. And they're doing that right now. The Beatles just did, of course, not that long ago, the uh, their number one plus with, and then with videos on there, too. So it can be all be done, and, and you know, the KISS fans will buy it. Now, going back to the prior subject we were talking about with the the set list, there was something there where I thought, you know, the casual fan, let's face it, the casual fan, all they know really is rock and roll all night. If you're a casual fan, you don't know much more than that. Most of the people going out there to see them, oh, they want to see the show because they mm-hmm. hear about the show. That's what they're seeing. So this other, you know, the music that they can be playing for the rest of the KISS fans, the KISS Army they can play those hidden songs, those rock and roll over songs and destroyer songs that not everyone has heard. If they're if it's a good song, it's a good song. Play it. Just because it was released as a single doesn't mean it was the great their greatest song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. As long as they're spitting blood, breathing fire, and blowing up shit, people probably don't care what they're playing. And that that's the general masses. Exactly. And, so, and, and that's a bit of a fallacy that the band's gotten themselves into this mindset that, uh, oh, people expect us to play Calling Dr. Love or Love Gun. Well, that's probably, I, I agree with you, that's probably in their minds that if they play rock and roll all night, everything else that they play is just a bit of a soundtrack to the explosions. Yeah, so, yeah. so they're like in a rut, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion right now. They're in a rut, except for the stage you know, changing every now and then. <laughs> but... Uh, it's just, it's just the experience. The people just want to experience it. Of course, the Kiss fans want to experience it, of course, still. But they want that's those songs that uh, from their 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 past that they seem to neglect during live shows. So that's about 
I'm, I'm not going to rant anymore, or I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll be demoted or something. That's right. <laughs> All right. Who hasn't chimed in on this because I've lost track? Lonnie, yeah. you haven't. No. I'd like to see. Um, going back to what we were talking about with next year be or 2016 being the anniversary of Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over. Um, maybe some kind of like double disc package with Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over and demos from that time frame, um, like Ain't None of Your Business and things like that, um, that didn't end up on any either the CD or even in the box set and things like that. Um, and maybe, and and then you could throw on Anaheim '76 on there also, as like a, like a you could call you, you and you could even call the, the release the Spirit of '76, and you could put Destroyer in a remastered format, Rock and Roll Over in a remastered format, a disc of demos from those two sessions that didn't make it onto the albums, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll get well, we'll we have to throw the uh, Paul Stanley singing God of Thunder on there. Fine, go ahead and put that on there. If that makes you happy, but put ain't none of your business on there. Put some of the put that that early Detroit Rock City demo that we've heard that sounds very different. Put that on there, and other demos from that time frame. And then, you know, there there's that babe that that uh, version of Baby Driver that's out there that we've never mm-hmm. heard. Gene singing, you know, <laughs> things like that. Put, yeah. put demos from those time frames on it on a third disc. And make the fourth disc Anaheim '76, and you could showcase a Destroyer stage show on that, and then get people to go see your tour you're going to go on this summer with the Destroyer stage show. Now, how cool would that be to coincide with the tour to be the product that they promote when they're doing this Spirit of '76 tour that we want them to see? Yeah, and that's what's been missing through all these tours over the years. That there's really no product tie-in that you can actually buy. Um, so that's a fantastic idea. Ab- absolutely, yeah. absolutely wonderful. I mean, if you think of the demos from uh, the pre-destroyed demos that leaked uh, in the last couple of years, Magna Graphics, you know, Night Flight, all that, all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure they have to have better quality of even that stuff that has leaked. I think still has commercial value or, or interest to the diehard. So I would love to hear it crystal clear or as crystal clear as possible from the band directly. I would pay them, even though we've already heard that. You know, and don't you hesitate? Has already been out. So if you if you think of the if you think of the quality of don't you hesitate on the box set versus the quality of the demos from the same session that leaked, it is an absolute mountain of difference. So I, I would absolutely love to hear all of that stuff. I'd like to hear some of the stuff you know maybe that became songs on Rock and Roll Over. It's it, most of it's out there. So it's it's really no stretch of the imagination to release the damn stuff and let us pay you for it and hear it in better quality than currently is out there. I mean, stuff like Rotten's of the Core, obviously I own the acetate for all of that stuff that did eventually get out from letting the wrong people hear it. But, you know, that came off vinyl. I want to hear it off the tapes where that makes a tremendous difference, as I discovered with Peter's. Uh, 79 demo once that stuff had circulated for years but the moment i took it into a studio and had it tra- a, a real transferred the stuff that you hear i want to hear that for the 76 stuff the 75 stuff the stuff that really matters um so fantastic idea and then tour on it yeah. mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's not hard. Gene, <laughs> you know? Gene, we're begging. We're begging you. <laughs> Take our money. Exactly. It's not hard. And Anaheim's a decent show. I, 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 I don't remember off the top of my head which angle that one shot from. Is that the one from the side? No, that's yeah. Houston. That's Houston. No, it's, no, because there there was one where there was it was from the side, and then later on somebody posted on on YouTube a version of seventy six from the from the front, from from right back, so you could see the whole lightning thing when they did Black Diamond at the end. Because apparently they didn't have they didn't show footage of that for a long time. Actually, a, a front shot version of that. So I don't pay enough attention to video, unfortunately. So you know, I, I do know that that show Anaheim is worthy of release. You know. Oh yeah. And if anything they haven't already released is worthy of release, except for probably mm-hmm. St. Louis, which is black and white, static camera. Yeah. What, do you think I was going to be mean? I thought, I thought you were, you were going to thought... say something degrading to my hometown, and I was going to jump in. No, <laughs> no. I try, I try not to insult hometowns. <laughs> Their sports teams are a different matter. Yeah, you can insult the Rams. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the key thing is is that they have plenty of things that they can do. They have things that they can easily release, things that are already out there that they could release theoretically in better quality if those things aren't already in the hands of private collectors. So um, I, I think we've mapped out 2016 for Kiss Perfectly, what they should do. What are they going to do? Something totally different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something something that makes you go, really? <laughs> Facepalm. All yeah, right. Kiss meets Yogi the Bear. Come on. <laughs> kiss in One Direction. Yeah. Kiss, <laughs> kiss and the Revenge of Those Incredible Flying Machines, whatever that 60s cartoon was with Snagglepuss. Right. <laughs> um, Jetsons? You know, oh, When's the last time you heard that? So there we go. <laughs> you know, let let's start wrapping this up because I'm sure everyone wants to get back to their new year and their evenings. Um, 2016, it's all open for opportunities. It's about how much will power the band has, how much will power the label has, the fans. You know, uh, hopefully there's going to be something for us to really celebrate, something for us to get behind and get interested in rather than the same old, same old in a different country or the continuation of the KISS 40 tour. Uh, that's been done to death. It's time to change things up somehow, some way. And here's a, you know, a whole bunch of our ideas about how they could do so. So as we enter the second year of the KISS FAQ podcast, I hope that all of you are going to be a part of it and everyone else who's been a part of it will continue to do so and that we also have some new faces so let's look forward the the female girls (laughs) girls so actually it'd be be great to have a our 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 own girl with a important library of documents or something else to contribute to the kiss army we know you're out there and uh we'll give you our numbers (laughs) 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 and you can call the show Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up, guys. Mark, Lonnie, Ken, Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to everyone who's been listening to us all this year. And we look forward to our next year. So thank you all very much for joining us, and we'll see you on the board. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.